It was only a drone, but it was a drone loaded with explosives at 5 a.m. recently, crashing into a barracks housing U.S. troops in the Kurdistan region of Iraq. It failed to explode. If it had, there would have been carnage. Since the invasion of Israel by Hamas and the counterattack into Gaza, U.S. forces have come under fire repeatedly in the Middle East, maybe the brink of a wider war than just the Holy Land. At least 40 separate drone and rocket attacks directed at U.S. forces the past three weeks after American support for Israel in the Gaza war. U.S. air defenses managed to intercept and take down most so far, but there is that lingering possibility of what could be far worse. Who is behind these repeated attacks in the Middle East? Iran. Yet the gospel is growing faster than Islam inside Iran today. In the darkest of nights, we wait for the dawn. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we begin a new week with a series called Christians You Should Know. As the Middle East simmers with war, Iran is behind much of the trouble. Yet did you know in Iran the underground church is growing, the greatest revival in the world right now? In a moment, we're going to hear from a woman named Lana, whose family and ministry are helping to lead that revival in her homeland. At this rate, Iran will become a Christian country. There will be no stopping it. This is, this is only a work of God. No human can take credit for this. God is drawing people to himself. Lana Silk will be with us again in just a moment. And speaking of revival, it reminds me of what we talked about last week, the conversion of Johnny Cash. He was raised in a Christian home in Arkansas. He became famous for his singing and his songwriting, yet he was adrift with the damage from too much to drink and too many pills. So, you're out on the road in the early days with Jerry Lee and all these people, and it was, it was a pretty, pretty crazy times. About the time we were doing these tours, we... Uh... We discovered amphetamines, or I did. (laughs) We were all young and wild and crazy. How crazy were you? As crazy as you can get. I mean, crazy, crazy. Yet it wasn't too late for him. In the darkest of dark times, he found Christ as his personal Savior, and the rest of his life was spent serving King Jesus. If you haven't already, join me and get a copy of the DVD called Johnny Cash, the redemption of an American icon. Join others in getting more than one copy for your gift to the ministry. Share it in your home. Share it in your church. Share it with your friends. Head to our website after the program, haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And now Haven Today opens with Paul Balash and Leslie Jordan all I have is Christ. I once was lost in darkest night. You thought I knew the way. This that promised joy and light had led me to the grave. I had no hope that you
Welcome to Haven Today. We uh, are going to be joined by someone in the United States, but she was actually born in Iran, as was her father. There is one name of one country that keeps popping up right now with all of the war going on in the Middle East, in Gaza and Israel. But that country is Iran, which is many hundreds of miles away. And we'll get into that in these next few minutes, along with someone that's making a difference. Uh, Lana Silk, uh, you are with Transform Iran. Uh, you live in the United States, but you were born in Iran, weren't you, as was your father who founded the ministry. That's correct, Charles. I was born on a day that is known as Black Friday in Iran. This is late 1978, when so many people gave their lives, willing the Islamic Revolution to come and take charge and change the course of Iran's history. I was born right into the thick of that. Something remarkable has been going on. In fact, on this program before, we've quoted the statistics that in the last 20 years, more Muslims have come to faith in Jesus Christ than in the prior 1400 years of Islam. Something's going on and something's going on in your homeland right now with all of the anti-Jewish, the anti-Christian fervor that's going on. Tell us what's happening there right now. Oh, exciting things are happening in Iran today. Uh, I would say there are two really big factors here. The first and most important is always the power and kindness and goodness of God. For whatever reason, right now, the Lord has created an opportunity for us to get to the hearts of the Iranian people. They are open. They want to hear. They're hungry and they're seeking and searching right off their own back. The Lord is wooing them. There are many stories of visions and dreams and encounters and miracles, but they are also looking. And I would say the other factor here is the enemy's attempt to silence and quench any work of the Holy Spirit. And the more the enemy has tried to silence the gospel, the more precious the gospel has become in the land of Iran. And and so Iranian people know Christianity is illegal. Looking for Bibles is illegal. Accessing this kind of information online is illegal. And yet knowing the consequences, they are they are looking for the light and they're finding it right in the midst of the darkness that they're living in. Well, and I guess one thing we should mention, uh, at least I've been told this by Christians in London, the Iranian church, uh, churches that are there, uh, the greatest revival in the world right now is in Iran. Absolutely. Yes, it is. I've heard that from multiple sources. I've heard Open Doors and um, Operation World quotes 19.6% as the percentage growth. I don't know how that's calculated, but I can tell you from my experience and the stories I'm hearing and the way we see our churches multiply week after week, month after month, year after the year, it's it's a believable statistic. I'm It's that's a huge number, Lana. It's incredible. It's at this rate, Iran will become a Christian country. There will be no stopping it. This is this is only a work of God. No human can take credit for this. God is drawing people to Himself. Well, I I, I do know that the secret police uh, in Iran is always trying to get into the underground church to discover who the cells are, who are the leaders. They want to eradicate it. They haven't been able to do that. But let me ask you this. Your organization is on the front line of helping people in Iran, helping them to meet Christ as Savior. But how does it happen in a place where churches are banned and Bibles are unavailable? 
How does it happen? It's really exciting watching it all unfold. We work with the Holy Spirit. He leads the way. He draws mm-hmm. people to himself. And we are prepared using all the tools and technologies that our modern day is uh, makes available to us to preach the gospel, to disciple, to mentor, to develop, to strengthen. So let me give you a story arc. Oh, please, please do. So somebody in Iran will be disillusioned with Islam. This is a very typical scenario. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something different. Mm-hmm. They might decide to go online and have a look. They might decide, decide to turn the radio on and listen to what there is out there. We are there ready with the gospel. The gospel is being preached using satellite TV, radio, social media, websites, any way that you can imagine that we can get the word out there, we're doing it. So the Lord is leading these people to these various forms of communication. We hear testimonies of people saying, just a couple of months ago, someone said to us, I was contemplating suicide. I was done. I had finished. I turned the TV on for background noise. I got all my things together to commit suicide. And right there was your Mm. pastor preaching, telling me how valuable my life is. So God is Mm. using the technology. He knows who needs to hear, when, what, and he draws them. And then when they connect with the gospel, there's always invitation for them to contact us. So there's phone numbers, social media, email, they can decide what they're comfortable with. They get in touch with us and then we hear their testimonies. I was a drug addict. I was a victim of this or that. I was disillusioned. I was sick. I had cancer. I was dying. The Lord met with me. I had a dream. I had a vision. I saw you on TV. I heard you on the radio. God has touched my life. What do I do now? They have questions. Mm. They want to understand. So then it's our privilege to present the full gospel to them, lead them to the Lord. When they come to know the Lord, we invite them for a year-long discipleship program. We have a curriculum we take them through. We teach them the basics of Christian faith. We understand the nuances between Islam and Christianity will help them reshape their worldview. What is God really like? What, who am I really in God's sight? What's my identity? What does Christian family look like? What does marriage look like? We teach them evangelism, apologetics. And through that time, they are shining bright wherever they are. Even if they're nervous to use words to share the gospel, we hear story Mm -hmm. after story of transformed lives. People around them saying, how come what happened to you? You're not drinking anymore. You're not abusing your wife anymore. You know, all these stories keep coming through. What's the what's the change? And then the story, of course, comes up. Jesus has met with me. He's changed my life. So then Mm -hmm. when they call into their next session, they'll be on the phone to our counselor saying, I hope you don't mind. I have been sharing with my friends and family everything you've been telling me. And now I have you on loudspeaker and there's 30 of us in the room and we all want to hear. So the church is growing like this. Uh, tell me how your father became a believer or you became a believer. Uh, how did the Lord invade the life of a member of your family uh, and, and, and for you or that other member of your family? come to faith in Christ. The Lord invaded our family through the power of his word two generations ago, my father's father. My father's father was a nominal Christian, really religious Christian. He had not read the Bible properly. He opened the New Testament. He read the Acts. He had a revelation that that was not the reality that he was living. He was engaged at the time. He called his fiance and he said, I have been reading the New Testament. And I tell you what, that is different to what we're living. And I want what I'm reading. So you had better want the same thing or we better not get married. So she said, send me, send me a copy. He was in a different town. So she mailed, he mailed her a copy of the New Testament. She read it and she called him back and said, I read it. I want it too. I'm in. So they got married on that premise. And then he went on a 40 day fast 
desperate mm. for the power of the Holy Spirit in his life, something he'd never mm. experienced or seen, he'd only read about. The Lord met him in such power that he gathered his whole family, six children. My dad was the fifth. He was six years old at the time. And they began to pray as a family for the Holy Spirit to invade their lives and to use them in supernatural ways. The Holy Spirit came. They were all on the same night baptized in the Holy Spirit and decided to meet every night and pray together. So for three years, my dad's family would meet. So the youngest was three, right through to the eldest in her teens. They would pray every night and worship and listen for the leading of the Lord. As they did, people started getting added because this was the house of miracles. People were getting healed of diseases. I mean, it really was acts all over again, exactly what my papa had wanted, my father's father. And so out of those meetings, my mom heard the gospel and she got saved in those meetings. The spirit-filled church in Iran was born out of those meetings. Almost all the well-known early martyrs of the church got saved and um, mentored through those meetings. A lot happened through that. And then the government came and said, uh, you're way too many people. This is a fire hazard. You better get a building. This is before the Islamic revolution. Remember? Right. Yes. Yes. Couldn't have happened today, a public oh, no, building. But yes, no, that's right. So that's it all kind of got formalized out of that. And I was born into that. And I gave my life to the Lord um, around six or seven when my mom sat me down one day while she was ironing and said, Lana, you know, God doesn't have any grandchildren. So if you want to be in the family of God, you need to be a child of God. You don't get to be a grandchild through me and dad. <laughs> So I decided I wanted him. <laughs> well, praise praise God for that. And and what you're saying may sound strange uh, to Western ears, and yet uh, having done some travel in the Middle East, it's how the Lord breaks through. You know, it's not the same, and yet the Lord is there. And it's crazy how somebody can have a dream, and then in a in a, in a country that has no Bibles, they somehow find a Bible. And then they start reading the Bible, and there's the guy that showed up in the dream. And then somehow they find other believers, too. It's just incredible. Well, Lana Silk, thank you for joining us as a Christian that we need to know on the program today. Lead us in prayer uh, for people in the West to know Christ, but people in Iran to meet Christ, and all through the Middle East, Muslim and Jew. Would you do that? Oh, yes, with pleasure. Thank you. Lord, we pray according to your word. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want nothing less than for you to be known, to be loved, to be glorified, and for your kingdom to come. And we look around us and we see so much heartache. We see so much bloodshed. We see so much evil. And Lord, we say you are the only hope for our generation. You are the light that shines in the darkness. And we invite you now, light, to come and invade the darkness. First, the darkness in our own lives, in our own communities, in our own cities, and then across the world as we look at it. We hold on to you with hope, with faith. We know that you are on your throne. We invite you to come and have your way. And we pray specifically for the, the turmoil in the Middle East today. Um, on every side of this equation, the oppressors and the oppressed. Lord, we know that you are in the business of saving lives. You met Saul on his way 
to wreak havoc, to bring persecution and to oppress. And you met him and you turned him around and you used him for your glory. So we pray for those who have evil intent. We say, Lord, meet with them on their Damascus road, change their hearts, bring them into your kingdom, Lord. And we pray for all those that they are hurting right now, for the victims of all the horrific actions that are taking place. We say, Lord, you are merciful, you are kind, have your way, be their peace, be their comfort be their joy even in the midst of all of this. We pray for your kingdom to come in Iran, in Gaza, in Israel, across the Middle East and in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lana Silk, transformiran.com. Thank you. Anyone wants to know more, please visit their website. The Lord be with you. Thank you and your ministry. Thank you. I appreciate it. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home. Come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. Why should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you and for me? Why should we linger and heed not his mercies, mercies for you and for me? Come home. Come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have sinned, he has mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. Come home. Come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. 
from his My Mother's Hymn Book, Johnny Cash, Softly and Tenderly, on this Haven Today, and a Christian's You Should Know. Well, I'm grateful for the time we had with Lana Silk today. How amazing how nothing can stop the Lord from rescuing and calling people to him. There's no government that can keep Christ out. There is no island too far or mountain too tall to keep the gospel out. And there is no sin too bad that can keep us separated from the hound of heaven. And that's what you'll learn when you watch the new documentary on the life of Johnny Cash. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Johnny told me I'm my happiest when I'm performing. But sometimes Cash gets into trouble. He was darkness and light living in the same body. He was my hero for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. He faced his worldliness and came out wanting to be right with God. Do you have any regrets about what you've done? I forgave myself. When God forgave me, I figured I'd better do it too. Some sound bites from the documentary Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. Johnny spent the early years of his career chasing after everything that was bad, and it nearly killed him. But Christ reached out to him and changed his life forever. What an incredible story of redemption that will encourage your heart that no one, no one is too far from their Lord. So for your gift to this ministry, we'll send you the DVD called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. The film is is full of music from his iconic career as well as his life. But most of all, in watching it, I gained a new appreciation for his life and faith in Christ. I know you'll be encouraged to see how God gave this broken man a second chance in calling him home. Please visit our website and watch the trailer for the documentary at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now to make your gift and ask for the DVD at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And you can't find this DVD on Amazon or other online stores. Get one for yourself. Get one to share with someone who doesn't yet know Christ. The gospel is clearly presented by Pastor Greg Laurie, who helped produce the film. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The hardest part about parenting is having to deal with the strife that comes when we or our kids do something harmful. As human beings stained by sin, we're going to hurt each other. And when we do, repairing the relationship can be difficult. It makes it so uneasy. But when we find reconciliation, we find peace with them and peace with one another. The same is true with the Lord. Paul put it this way in Romans 5.1, We have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that peace, we are free to live our lives to his glory. Reconciliation soothes one's soul. Christ brings us peace. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.